The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello everyone, good afternoon. I am so excited to see that this room is almost full. Um, do you guys need to know how to keep your ducks in a row? Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. So my name is Melanie Sanoe. Uh, I am the convention co-chair of ACB Next Generation who is hosting this program. And we have been seeing a need to learn the secrets from those who we admire for having their ducks in a row. <laughs> So with me today, and I'll have them introduce themselves in just a minute, um, we have Mr. Kenneth Simeon Sr., Master Duck Row Keeper. <laughs> we have Ms. Hindley Williams, who is a super type A personality. <laughs> and we have Michael Babcock, who uh, uses everybody to help him keep his ducks in a row. <laughs> Um, but I think all of you have probably heard these names. You're very familiar with how they have everything in order. And part of this conversation is about how they get that way, what they do, what happens when life happens, right? Things happen and your plan, we're talking about it right now, something boo-booed and we had to course correct. How do they do that? So we're gonna spend the next bit of time um, talking about a couple of different topics. Um, so we'll talk about how they plan and prioritize. Uh, we'll talk about time management. Um, and then we'll talk about what happens when life happens. Um, so we'll divide it up into those segments, and we'll have a Q&A with each segment for a little bit of time. Um, but I'm going to start with Kenneth, if you don't mind, and we'll run around the table and introduce, uh, have each of you introduce yourselves. Hello, everybody. Glad you're here. Uh, I'm Kenneth, and... I am serving as president of my local chapter. I'm the chair of the Durrett K. McDaniel Fund Committee on the national level and one of the key players in the mentoring program for ACB. Um, and I do a lot in my community and throughout uh, my state serving to make a difference for people with disabilities. And I'm excited about this opportunity because uh, I live uh, trying to be better organized. Thank you. Hello everyone, it's great to be with you all today. My name is Hinley Williams, I am from Maryland. I am on the uh, ACB Next Generation Board and I'm on the Publications, Public Relations and Convention Committee for Next Gen. So it's great to be here with you all today. I, I love talking about organizing, probably a little too much. Um, <laughs> But uh, I'm happy to be here with you all today, share some tips and tricks, and I'm sure that every one of us will be able to learn something. Hello, everyone. Michael Babcock here. I am from the beautiful Oregon coast, and I am a pre I am a the president of my local chapter, um, and that's something that I just got involved in. I also am involved in uh, several different website projects, building websites for affiliates, and I am uh, hosting a daily podcast, which takes a lot of stuff out of me. Um, and lastly, I am a big brother, dad, and husband, and uh, real life happens, as Mel said. Thank you guys so much. So our first topic is going to be about planning. Um, and if you know these folks up here, you know that their hands are in 952 different committees, affiliates, pots, whatever. 
Um, so we want to talk a little bit about work-life balance, how they prioritize, how they delegate. Um, Kenneth is going to talk a little bit about not the details of the L10 meeting structure, but how it helps um, in planning. So um, I'm going to hand it over to Hindley to talk a little bit about that work-life balance and, and that prioritization process. So work-life balance is a subject that's really important to me because when I was a sophomore in college, I was involved with a lot of different things at my university. I was a student at the time, and I was involved in a lot of extracurricular activities. And the second semester of my sophomore year, I became extremely overwhelmed. Um, things had just become way too much. And that was my first really big life lesson in why work life or occupation life balance is so important. Because yes, I was a student, and yes, I was involved with extracurricular activities, but I was also a human being with interests and hobbies and someone who deserved to take the time, as we all do deserve, to take the time to step back and you know take a break, take five, take a step back, take a breather. And ever since that time, Work-life balance has really been very important to me. And I'm happy to say that I've never been quite so overwhelmed ever since that time. So it was a life lesson well learned. Um, one of the things, a couple tips I can share with you about work-life balance. So the first thing that I will say is, I, so I work, uh, I work in a hybrid work environment. I work full-time, um, one or two days a week in the office and the other days remotely. And even when I am remote, I turn my email off on my phone every day at 5 p.m., every day, and it helps me so much. Stay away from that work, get, you know, work when I'm getting paid to be working, and not working when I'm not getting paid. <laughs> so it's perfect. It really works well for me. It allows me to take that step back. I keep my weekends. I keep my evenings. And one of the other tips that I saw on uh, TikTok, interestingly enough, of all places, is I saw this really fantastic tip that if you can, try to set aside one evening a week where it's kind of a reward for getting through that part of the week. So um, the person in the TikTok video suggested taking Wednesday evenings as a time to make sure you don't have any chores you have to do. So, and I think that's such a great tip. It's a way to be like, all right, I'm halfway through the week, two more days to go, um, you know, I've, and then on Mondays, you know, you kind of have that, that evening to look forward to that's more relaxed. So on Wednesdays, I always make sure that with my meal planning I am heating up leftovers rather than cooking um, I try to not schedule things on that evening and I just try to take it as an evening uh, for myself to relax and I find that very recharging um, but work-life balance is so important um, things ebb and flow you know if you're a student sometimes finals week is you know, going to be busier than any other week in the semester, or if you're working, you know, the end of the fiscal year is maybe going to be the busiest week in the year, you know, whatever it might be, there are going to be weeks when work-life balance is harder to achieve, but generally speaking, creating little methods here and there for making sure that you can attain that work-life balance are so important, and it's really helped me. It's been so key. And then when I have that time to regroup and relax, I'm able to come back to my work and to the volunteer things that I do with fresh eyes, fresh perspective, and a whole renewed sense of energy.
Well, I got some TikTok nuggets out of that. <laughs> I get a lot of nuggets out of TikTok. It, it's distracting. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pass it on to, to I'm going to speak in the microphone. I'm going to pass it on to Michael um, to talk about how he plans as president of his chapter, how he delegates, how life happens, and he <laughs> switches gears. <laughs> so here, Michael. All right. So, uh, first of all, I am horrible about planning. Uh, we'll, we'll start out by saying that I am the worst about planning. But the thing is, is I know what tools can help me when there's essential things that need to happen. And I'm comfortable with those tools as well. Um, the work-life balance that I have, uh, some of you might remember this little thing that happened in 2020 called COVID. Uh, made a huge impact in my life when it came to work. So I used to work for a company that owned eight radio stations in our local market. Uh, I would go from home using transit. Actually, my wife would take me to work. I'd, I'd come home on public transit, and I'd be able to get my work done there. Well, when COVID hit, they realized, hey, we don't actually need you anymore because we can manage this with the amount of staff that we have. Um, and some of the software wasn't accessible. That caused me to start exploring work from home opportunities. And I love and hate working from home. Uh, right now, I am part-time employed for a small business, AT Guys. And we are uh, in the process of uh, both, both myself and my colleague work from home. Prior to that, I worked in a contact center. And the contact center offered remote work because of COVID. The problem is, I set up my office in my bedroom. Please, don't do that. That is the worst mistake I could have made. Uh, in about three months ago, I actually relocated my office from my bedroom to a portioned-off part of our living room that wasn't being used. Uh, and that has transformed the work-life balance that I have. Now, when I'm in that area, I'm working. When I'm out of that area, I'm not. Uh, I need to do what Henley suggested and turn my email off. That, that sounds like the, the win of the day for me. Um, so I use an application called Fantastical. And the reason I use Fantastical is I, when someone like Melanie calls me and says, hey, we have a meeting on Friday, I have to be able to put in my calendar quickly, meeting on Friday at 5 p.m. with ACB Next Generation. That information then is added to my calendar, and I don't have to fiddle with uh, getting the correct date in, getting the correct time in, because Fantastical uses natural language input. It is only available on the Mac and the iPhone. Sorry, Android users. Uh, call Google and ask them what they're doing with that. But once you get that into your calendar, um, my calendar will notify me on my watch, it will notify me on my phone, and it will notify me on my computer all at once. So I have no excuse to say, oops, I didn't miss that meeting unless I didn't put it in the calendar. I use Google Calendar, and the main reason that I use Google Calendar is because it integrates with everything that I do, and there are some tools out there so important people can add stuff to my calendar. <laughs> Lastly, I uh, use a or I have a reoccurring Monday meeting, and that Monday meeting is 16 minutes long. It's for a live audio segment that I do on a radio show. the The fact is, though, things happen, and we'll talk about that in the very near future. So I've actually blocked out an hour on my calendar for that 16 minute event. And let's be honest, the rest of that hour, I'm doing dishes because that's life that has to get done. So that's how I keep myself organized a little bit, and uh, we can talk more if people have questions. Kenneth? 
Okay, wow, how do I follow those two? Well, I'll try. Hey, I, I'm always organizing something. Every moment of the day I'm thinking, I get ideas. Just even sitting in this room, I know I'll leave today with some ideas that I didn't come in to find out about. But I'm always tuning in to what's being said. But I'm always having a planned meeting. So running a chapter meeting, um, uh, different meetings, other, I have different committee meetings I have to run. Uh, it's always good to have an agenda. That's been a common thing that we always uh, get our agenda together, but if you don't time it, your meeting can go well over time and, and people begin to get bored or tired and, and they're tired from the long day. We have meetings in the evening. So um, serving on our ACB Scholarship and Award Steering Committee, we began using the L10 format, which it wasn't easily um, understood right in the beginning, but sometimes when it's something is new, we, we, we almost reject it when we're just not ready to change. If we're re very busy with so much going on, we will probably reject that, but I'm glad I tuned into it and adopted it, and now we're using it on our DKM committee meetings, and our meetings last one hour uh, because of the L10 format. And that meeting starts off with fun, everybody introducing themselves, saying something good about themselves or something that they've experienced that is positive. And then it ends with us scoring our meeting. But in the middle, we uh, cover uh, all of our ideas and things that needed to be on the agenda. It's put in certain segments of that uh, format, and it helps you to stay uh, on track. And mostly, we have subcommittees. They have assignments, so during our meeting, they will each give their updates that are necessary, but only state what's really necessary, and that's how we move forward. But we always have some ideas that we need to discuss and solve, and uh, our issues that we need to discuss and solve. And so that comes up in that time. We'll always uh, feature one highlight, uh, something that's meaningful to, for everybody to know. It's called a headline. And uh, that doesn't take a lot of time, but it's some, something to even celebrate about. But sometimes it might not, a headline might not be as positive, but it's inf informative for the committee to, to know uh, how to continue doing their work. So it really, this structure keeps your meeting timed. And if you want to uh, organize and uh, be better at that, uh, it's always good to have some, some type of structure in place. Some people don't welcome structure, but I love it because it keeps us on track and we have so many different things to cover. But in addition to the L10 and the regular agenda, I'm always typing notes uh, about things before the meeting comes up so I'll know what we need to discuss. Some people I've heard on the day of or the evening of their meeting, they're trying to come up with an agenda. I encourage people to plan as you go from one meeting to another. Uh, right at the end of that meeting, your, your mindset is where you are now that you can think about what needs to be coming up next month. And I start, I plan my agenda that very night. I start looking at what we need to talk about and re mainly reflecting on what we've discussed that very night. And so it's good to always plan ahead. I'm always telling people about being proactive. You, you build a habit when you make notes and always keep something going. I'm creating a list always. People might say, if they saw my computer with all the documents I have, I get ideas. So I'll put a list. Recently, one list I created uh, was about uh, just 
some couples that I communicate with. And I decided I'm going to save these couples' contact information and details about them, birthdays and things like that, so I'll have it all in one place. I'm always trying to put things in one place so uh, it's easy to access on the day of a meeting or anything, any type of communication that needs to take place. You have it in place where it needs to be so it's easily accessible when you need it. Thank you. Thanks, Kenneth. So do you three want to add anything else before we open it up to Q&A on this planning topic? No? I'll add something. Okay. So uh, Kenneth brought up a good point that, that I think is essential and I forgot to uh, mention it. Uh, as a president of our local chapter, I, I at first wanted to do everything because I felt like as the president, I have to do everything. That means I have to call the members and I have to put together an agenda. And I've learned more to rely on our secretary to be able to uh, give me the agenda or to get minutes. And I'm helping her in the way that I can help her to, to be successful or relying on our treasurer, which is also an individual who's been involved in our chapter for almost longer than I've been alive. And he is the one who goes through and reaches out to members and organizes a lot of our events and says, hey, Michael, what do you think about that? And I think it's important to rely on the assistance of others because you can't do everything. Can I get an amen? <laughs> um, if anybody has any questions for the panelists about this topic, raise your hand up real high. Hey, it's Diane from Michigan. Um, does that fantastic call, fantastic cow, is that free or what does it cost? I can just talk real loud if you want. Now, it is uh, not free. Oh, hold on. It is not free. It uh, costs. I think I pay $55 a year, for, but it's for a family plan, so everyone in my family can have access to it. How much do you sacrifice for consistency? Like, just when you're going to put something in the calendar, the phone rings, and, you know, how... <laughs> it's true. So, um, I know for me... I'm, you know, if I'm putting something in the calendar and then an important email comes in or I get a phone call, I'll make a note in, you know, I'll either text myself or I will write it down in a Word document if I'm at work and I already have a Word document open and I'll just write, you know, schedule this meeting for Monday at 2 p.m. Um, so if, because you're right, things do come up and right when you're in the middle of planning, you know, something that you need to pay attention to right in that moment comes up. But I always make a note, um, and I'll tell you all a little story about this later, but if I don't write it down in that moment, I will forget, and it will not happen. And that is not fun. <laughs> so. Yes, I created a document called My Notes, and it's for quick notes. When things come up and I know I have a lot going on and I can't address this issue right now, I'll just plug it in, those notes, into that document and save it so I can always go back, and that's where it can be found easily. I have Post-it notes everywhere <laughs> in big 2020 pen, because at least I can write it down real quick and the phone rings nonstop. <laughs> Were there any other questions for this section? Behind me, behind me. So this is to the three of you. What uh, application do you use on the fly when you're making these notes so that you can come back to it and re review? 
So this is Michael here. I use an application. I'm, I'm an Apple guy. Uh, I, I play in all different platforms, but I am tied into the Apple ecosystem. So I use an app on my phone called Drafts, which means when I open Drafts, it's ready for me to write right there. And I don't have to worry about finding save. When I exit Drafts, it saves that in my inbox until I act on it. Now, don't look at my Drafts inbox, because <laughs> there's a lot there. And that's what I use on my phone and on my Mac. Here you go, Henley. So it, um, I'm going to give a couple different answers for this because I remember what I did when I was a student and then I have an answer for what I do now. Um, so when I was a student, I always had, I don't know if you all remember the old Braille Note Apexes. They don't make them anymore. But yes, absolutely. Uh, that, was, that was my life. I always had my Apex on me. I was a literature major, so I always had my Apex on me to read and write. And it was, it was on my person at all times. And so I had a document in there where I could make my quick notes um, and put my reminders in there. Um, now that I'm not a student anymore and my Braille Note Apex has unfortunately crossed the Rainbow Bridge, um, <laughs> I now, um, my, my primary tool for the quick notes is to text myself. Um, and kind of like Michael said, I've got this really long list of texts and it's very confusing, but at least it makes sense to me. So, <laughs> and that's what's important. Um, but for the actual more in-depth planning, when I'm not making notes but, and I can like sit down and systematically plan things out, I am a Google Calendar user. I tried using Apple Calendar. Um, it did not serve my needs very well because it didn't sync with all of my devices, which I need for work calendar, personal calendar, um, all, all of those different things. And I felt like Google Calendar did a better job of syncing across my devices. So I can look at it on my phone. I can look at it on my computer. Um, and I, I feel that that uh, is an easier way for me to get, get everything synced across devices. Yes, uh, Henley uh, alluded to something that I was thinking already. I've sent myself text messages. I send myself verbal email uh, messages as well while I'm in at a meeting or out, uh, outside away from home. I'll send myself one of those, either text or email. But I also use my Victory to Stream that I love. I've been using it for years, so I haven't dropped it. Uh, turned it on, and it, you can record a quick note, and uh, that's very good. Uh, also, I use the Google uh, Calendar, as Henley said, too. I, I also use my Apple Calendar just for a quick way of getting something in there so I can refer back to it. We probably have time for one more on this topic. Edward from Rochester, Minnesota. It sounds like if you don't use a phone or a computer or Braille, you're out of luck with staying organized. Is that true? For those with some vision, low vision folks. So um, I think Melanie made a really good point about post-it notes and using one of those 2020 pens. That's kind of a low-tech solution. Um, also, um, I know a lot of folks who don't read Braille or don't use technology will get one of those portable recorder devices, um, which, yes, still are technically technology, but my understanding is they're a little easier to use. And you can make yourself lists that way and, and play them back to yourself to be able to listen to them. I don't know if any of my other panelists have suggestions, but those were a few ideas I thought of. 
Here you go. Yeah, one thing I do, mostly I'm using technology because I use my voice over our screen reader, but I can see some, uh, so I have a CCTV, so at times I'll make notes in writing, and I'll just, sometimes I have to uh, bring it to my CCTV in order to see it, but uh, I just find out my technology just moves faster and keeps me going. I still, I, I write a lot of stuff down. I, I'm starting to use 2020 pens um, and just make it easier. Um, Post-it notes are all over my monitor. But I try to, my thing is I keep, I keep a spiral and every page is a different affiliate or a different committee or a different something and I just keep this running list in there and just cross them off as I get to it. Technology-wise, I, I use G Suite, Google Suite, like nobody's business. <laughs> Um, that is my saving grace because I don't have to press the save button ever. <laughs> and I can go back 13 versions if I messed up. Um, but yeah, I, I still write a lot down being low vision. Um, okay, guys, so we're going to move on to a different topic. But if we have time at the end, obviously we'll open it up, you know, for any other questions. But now we're on to time management or the lack thereof. <laughs> So um, I'm going to pass it over to Michael. I can do this. So they laugh because they know I'm horrible about time management, too. I don't even know why they brought me up here. No. So I, for me, it's important to have a baseline. And this is, this is where you don't realize how much time you might spend on a project or a task until you've timed that. So I use a tool on my iPhone called Timery, T-I-M-E-R-Y, and that connects to another tool called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. The reason I use Toggle is because, uh, I'm sorry, the reason I use Timery is because it's a more accessible interface as a completely blind user to interact with the Toggle platform. The reason I use Toggle and not a different time tracking solution is because Toggle is a very simple interface on the web page. Funny how that works out. The iPhone's not accessible very well, but the web page is. When I took my time and I actually tracked it for uh, probably three or four weeks, consistency can, can be a problem with me sometimes, so I gave up tracking time. I realized I was spending for a 30-minute episode about 75 to 90 minutes, sometimes editing it. I've gotten that down to about 55 minutes, which is awesome now. But that gave me a point to start with to be able to realize, hey, I have one podcast that's coming out every day. I need to find some time in the day to edit this half hour long episode and give myself about an hour. I didn't have those numbers until I started tracking my time. And you don't always have to track your time. But as I said, you need to get a baseline for that. In addition, adding things to your calendar will help you with being able to block out time that says, hey, I have my Accessible Media Incorporated presentation every Monday at 11 a.m., which means before 11 a.m., I need to know what I'm talking about. And typically, I need to spend about 15 to 30 minutes doing some research on some of the topics that I might not have familiarity with. But because I know that this process will take me about 15, 30 minutes, I know that any time before 11 a.m., preferably before 10.30, there has been a couple of times where I'm doing a little bit of research and we're on the ad break right before I go on the air. Don't tell anyone. And that is a, a thing that I've learned because of the time tracking. And then lastly, before we hand it off, um, 
I use a program called Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. I'm all about natural language input. If, if I want to say, buy milk for my shopping list, I can write buy, or dictate buy milk hashtag shopping list, and that puts it in my shopping list category, and I have a list of different products that I can purchase, and I don't have to go and find, oh, here's the shopping list. Uh, let's add this to the new section of things that I need to get. And that also saves me a lot of time because I can just pull that one thing up when I'm headed to the store and know exactly what I'm, what I'm doing. And uh, that app is available on your computer, iPhone, and Android. So that's what I got. Uh, it is free. They do offer a free solution. And it, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. And even though all four of us are very good, we're all learning something. Yeah. <laughs> Henley, do you want to talk about your... Your um, um, text hacks? Sure, yeah. So uh, Michael's, uh, just side note, this app that Michael just talked about is my new favorite app. I haven't used it yet, but I already know it's my new favorite app. Um, <laughs> so thank you for that, Michael. Oh, fantastic. There's an article about it on NextGen's blog, so I'm going to be reading that right after this. Okay, so um, I, I have a lot of things that put demands on my time. I've got work, I have a million different animals who so have a million different needs and different things. And I've, you know, I've got family and, and personal things going on. So it's really difficult to find time in the day for those little things that need to get done. Um, if, if I need to call in a prescription and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm gonna squeeze all this, all this in. One of the things that I will do to save myself time is I will text myself the phone number to the pharmacy or the phone number to a doctor's office or the phone number to, a, uh, to my guide dog's vet or whatever the case might be. I text myself the phone number so that in the middle of the day, you know, if I'm in the middle of work or on my lunch break and I have a little bit of time, all I have to do is go back to my texts and click on that number and call it. I don't have to go searching for it. I don't have to Google it and then deal with Siri being annoying and not, not allowing me to get connected. Um, so I, I just have it right there. I can click on it when I have a free couple of minutes, and that's a great way to get things scratched off my to-do list when time is limited during the day. Because a lot of these calls we have to make, you know, the credit card companies, doctors, pharmacy, they're only open nine to five. But a lot of us are working or in class from nine to five. And evenings are the best time to do it. And so in order to save time and really squeeze it into that 9 to 5 environment, I try to make it as easy on myself as possible. And then another thing I do is I'll write down the questions I want to ask on that phone call. So I'm not fumbling and saying, oh, goodness, I, I know this was the main thing, but I did have a follow-up question, and I don't remember what it was. Um, you know, just really trying to stay organized and be systematic and, uh, you know, squeeze things into my day as much as possible. So I know the burning question for Kenneth. How do you prioritize the madness? <laughs> well, um, one thing, the first thing that came to mind, uh, some of the things that I do, but they're more technological uh, <laughs> and things. But uh, I do some things manually. But one thing I like, uh, because I have an ongoing calendar, but I, every Sunday I'm reviewing a document called This Week. And uh, first thing on there is top of the week. Some things that I have to do first thing on Monday is on that list of top of the week. But this week, 
has all those dates and all my activities listed in one place so I can, I can take a glance of it on Sunday and I, I know what my next, what my next few uh, days look like. And so if somebody asks to go out to eat or do anything else, I know when I can go right away. I actually, because I type it, I remember it somehow. Right. And uh, so that is something I, I love. My little document this week uh, and top of the week uh, really keeps me on track. And uh, also, I like planning time, set time for checking email, uh, because you, you, every time you hear a chime come in and you want to go to email or a text comes in, you have to really, sometimes it's necessary uh, to, to, in case some emergency may come through on a text or whatever, but sometimes you have to designate that time to get things done depending on how busy your day is. So I'll schedule time for checking email, for phone calls, checking voicemail, and uh, different things that I have to do. So and then my day is pretty planned out, and normally it falls in place unless I allow it to get off track by uh, doing things that I wasn't supposed to do. <laughs> but, uh, but normally I try to stay on track, and I'm happy about my week because I know it's... What I'm really trying to do is reduce uh, stress and frustration, and as much as I can be organized, I know I can get much more done. And I also have to be organized because I'm involved with so much uh, within ACB and beyond ACB. Uh, so I, uh, to be able to do it all, now I do tell you, sometimes I'm sending email at 2 or 3 in the morning. But so people might, one guy asked, hey, Kenna, do you have a sleep disorder? And I said, no. But I schedule things to be done. And sometimes I might take a nap in the evening from like 5 to 9, 5 to 7, or whatever, whatever it may be, maybe short, but I know that night is quiet, nobody's calling, and, and I might just give those certain nights and get some, some, some things done. Like right before a convention, we had so much going on. In order to get it done, I had to put in some extra time. But also, it really did help, it does help, to know that you have things scheduled, you, can, you have a picture in your mind about how things need to be done, uh, what your next week looks like. Uh, it really makes a huge difference. And I thought of some other things while they were speaking, but maybe they'll pop back up in again. But I'll tell you, almost anything, I, oh, one thing I, I want to say, we go to different places all the time. We plan our rides if you use paratransit service. So I have a document called Destinations. So every place I've ever gone, I'm adding it to that master list of destinations. I have it on my phone. I have it on the computer. Uh, have it in Dropbox. I use Dropbox also so I can access things on the go. It is totally need to open that folder up and everything is right there when I need it. Those lists that I create. I have a list of restaurants I enjoy going to. They're, they're all there. Phone number, address, everything in case I need to um, call or go there. Whatever it may be, even doctor's appointments, like she said, doctor's offices. I have all those numbers. I have a list of customer services, uh, customer service uh, uh, contacts. And that's even one list with uh, focusing on uh, accessibility issues with companies that have their own um, accessibility line. I make sure I put those all in one space so if I need it, I can go right to it. It's good labeling everything and uh, just knowing how to easily find it. So I'm going to hand it back to Michael real quick because he purposely double booked himself this year, but I'd like him to tell a story about last year. <laughs> so life happens. We all know that. I will tell the story Mel wants, and I'll tell one other story, and then, yep, I have to jump out to, luckily, uh, the next door, so don't have to go too far. Last year, Mel asked me, hey, can you come do a presentation on, I don't even remember what it was. And of course, I have this bad habit of saying yes. That's one thing I think we all should learn, say no more. 
say no more because you don't have to do it all. So I told Mel, yes, I would be glad to do this event. I have no worries. I'm going to come to convention and I'll be there. Well, I forgot that I'm coming to convention to work. So I actually ended up having to be in the exhibit hall the entire time of the presentation, and we didn't have someone else here to do it. Um, and when I realized that, I called Mel, and I'm like, hey, I can't do this. Is there any way you can help with this, or what do you guys want to do? Because I've double-booked myself, and it's not one that I can halfway do and then jump over and do your event. And I think that's important to ask for help when you get into those situations, because life does happen. There's times where things come up. Last Friday, uh, the, the Friday before two days ago, so, you know, you know I'll do your math, uh, my guide dog ended up uh, retiring. He retired because the day before, uh, my little brother said, hey, what's that on Titan's neck? And I said, I don't know. What are you talking about? And on Friday, that Friday, of course, right before convention, while we're putting everything together and getting things ready to travel, my guide dog had to have emergency surgery on his neck. And that threw my entire day off. But I still had a list of things that I needed to get done because I was still going across the country from Oregon to Schaumburg. And what I ended up doing is uh, kind of what Kenneth did. I got up super early on Saturday and uh, got a lot of the things done. Um, I used Todoist and went through my trip planning project that I have, marked off the things that I could do, and uh, was able to get that done. But it, it came to, A, Titan was the priority because there was something that needed to be taken care of right then. A lot of things did not get done on Friday that I intended on doing, but I realized that got up early Saturday morning and got those completed. And Titan is doing great. He is uh, running around and, and being a, a puppy saying, I enjoy retirement. So. Aww. Well, and, you know, so when Michael called me and said, uh, oops, <laughs> he, he called me as soon as he figured it out. And that let Cassie and I course correct. So Cassie was in Oregon. I was in Omaha. We jump on the phone. I'm running across the, the convention center, and she's going, we're brainstorming who we can go to get to facilitate this program. Michael was going to facilitate. But <laughs> took me a minute, too. <laughs> but because he gave us as much notice as he possibly could, he didn't, him and ha, and oh, my God, they're going to think bad of me. No, he said, I mess, I, I boo-booed. It let us fix it, and it was it, it worked out really, really well, actually. Um, but it let us it let us go into you know crisis management mode and 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 get it taken care of. But it's because he didn't hesitate and he didn't try to finagle something or just didn't show, um, which to be honest, some people do. So it's really in how you handle life. So part of why that's happening is yeah, because Michael needs to go. So bye. <laughs> So give Michael your love. <laughs> um, but we're not we're not done. So um, there's a few more minutes in this section. Does anybody have questions about time management? I'm usually very bad. This is Diane again. Um, I'm usually very bad at um, time management, but I have been finding since I've been getting ready for the uh, convention that I have been writing a lot of things down, including a schedule of all the events that I wanted to attend. 
and I brailled it, and I'm carrying it around with me and looking at it, and it really is helping me. And if any of that, you know, will rub off after the convention, I will be proud of myself. And it's funny that you say that because so I'm low vision, so I have a large print book and I can see orange highlighters. So I go in and I do the same thing, but with a really big orange highlighter. Thanks. Um, Love all the tips. I use a lot of these. I I had heard of Todoist before this, um, but I'm definitely going to start using it now. But um, one of the things that I found that's very helpful for me with work with time management is when I'm making my to-do list either the, at the end of the day before or in the morning is that I assign things by time and I overestimate how much time I think I'm going to need and then that gives me a reasonable picture about how much I'm going to get done during the day and if I need to move things around to like pri- prioritize projects. I would love to be able to do that at home. That doesn't work quite as well. Um, especially for me right now because I have two young kids, but I sometimes will try and pick, okay, these are like the top three things that I need need to get done off of a to-do list today or something like that. Well, my name is Edward Cohen, and I'm low vision, and I'm a member of the Ivy uh, group within ACB. Uh, back in 2014, my RP had gotten to the point where I couldn't buy a weekly planner that I could see. So one of my semi-skills was graphics. So I ended up making a weekly planner for those with low vision. I'll just kind of span it around. It's enormous amount of space. It's an eight and a half by 11 design. Basically nothing on it but days of the week and there's other features. I also make a post-it notes. I can't call them uh, sticky notes because I'll get sued. But what makes them different is I put a black edge around the three by three yellow pad because those with low vision know it's very easy to write off the edge of the paper. Oh, and by the way, the calendar has that black edge around it. I guess it's sort of my shtick. Um, and the latest product that I have, well, it's not actually, I got a newer one coming out, is what I call the easy-to-see organizer and address book. It's a <clears throat> half size, and it's designed to put in one place all the things that you normally are scrambling around that you've put in lots of different places. It is not meant to replace a computer. It's Think of it as your removable hard drive that never gets updated and won't work. Battery never dies on it. And it's always ready. You, you can even carry it with you. So it has a lot of features into it. And for those, uh, you said you keep a spiral notebook for keeping track of projects. I did that too in college. And I realized that because I couldn't move paper around, it was a problem. I'm using, it's, this thing is bound with a product called disc-based binding. You can move the papers around, and it's not a three-ring binder system. It's the coolest thing. So those are my, my products for those who are low vision. I'm going to be here. I'm also going to be at the Monday and Tuesday Marketplace and at the Tuesday afternoon Ivy Showcase. So that's my spiel, and I think I hit my time mark. You did. Thank you. Good job. These are fantastic. Thank you for sharing. And he also helps um, CCLVI. He's done fundraisers with us, so I thought I could give him three whole minutes. (laughs) Um, Where I work at, sorry, everybody, my name is Roberta, and I'm from Hawaii. Um, Normally, in my normal work day, I work a 12 hour shift, sometimes 19 hours. 
And so what I find really, really useful is using Excel pivot tables as well as WIP, you know, work in progress, so I can prioritize what's really important and then move on to things that are lesser important throughout the day. And it helps with the time management. So it's something that if anybody has the time to want to use it, go for it. She's speaking my language. If you know me, you know I love Excel. (laughs) Okay, guys, so our last topic is the life happens, because life happens. you know, when do you, my, my questions for, you know, Hindley and, and Kenneth, or when do you know you need help? Um, how did you ask for it? What did you do? Like, what did that look like when life happened? And, you know, Michael gave us his, right? He got a hold of us ASAP, and we worked it out. So I'm going to pass it back to Hindley and Kenneth about their life happens. So... Life definitely does happen. You can be as organized as you want to be. Um, you can be the most organized person in the world, and things will happen. Um, you'll get sick, or someone you care about is ill, or your guide dog needs surgery, or something comes up that you did not foresee. Um, I heard, uh, I've heard a funny expression that is, when we make plans, God laughs. So, you know, that's, that's the way it is. You know, things, things happen. You never really know. And so being able to, you know, or or even it's as simple as you, things are taking longer than you expected them to take. So you just got overwhelmed, you know, just, just in the natural ebb and flow of things. And so it's definitely happened to me. Um, I can provide examples of, of, of when life has just happened. And I'm, you know, I'm like, oh my goodness, I just, it just didn't work out. And so I'll share kind of a kind of a lower stress example and then more of a higher stress example. So my lower stress example was I was speaking with my supervisor. This was back in February or March. And I was speaking with my supervisor and we were checking in about a number of different documents that I needed to, I, I had questions about. And at the end of us checking in, she said, I want you to go to this meeting next Monday at 3 p.m. I'll send you the information via email. And I said, okay, great, thanks, I'll be there. And I got off the phone with her, and I never wrote it down. I received the email from her, but I did not flag it or star it, and it just went right out of my mind. And then Tuesday, the meeting was on a Monday, so Tuesday she reaches out to me, hey, how'd that meeting go yesterday? Oh, well, you know, funny story, right? So (laughs) these things happen. But my supervisor and I have worked together for a long time. She knows that those kind of things don't happen to me. She knows I'm on top of it. She tells me all the time to put things on her calendar for her. So so she understands that I I am organized. I have the best of intentions. I care about my work, and I care about the team that I manage and that I'm part of. And so she was like, all right, you know, do better next time. It's all good. And so if if you are dependable and if you're reliable and things happen, People are going to be understanding. Things do happen, and no, we're human beings. We're not machines. We use machines to help us, but even so, we're still humans operating those machines. And so it was, it was a great experience for me because 
it, it was a humbling moment where I was like, yeah, I'm only human. And luckily, I work with people who understand that. And I'll do better next time. Um, so, uh, more of a, of a time when I was feeling a little more... Uh, a little more, the, the emotions were more high stakes in this case, was actually this most recent week and a half leading up to convention. And I think a lot of us are using convention as examples because we take a big chunk out of our lives to come to convention, and so we have to make, th make sure things are in place in our personal lives and in our work lives before we leave so that things go smoothly while we're gone, but we also want to plan out our convention and make sure that we have that planned out in advance so we know that we're gonna go to all the things that we're going to do. So convention is always a really busy time for me. And this past week and a half, people kept canceling meetings that I had scheduled and they were trying to schedule them in the last three days I was gonna be in town. And I was losing my mind. <laughs> I, was, I was really, really stressed out. And, and when I need to ask for help, I can feel it. Like, I can feel my brain not functioning as sharply. I can feel myself starting to fall behind. I can, I can feel, oh, goodness, I didn't write that down, and I have no idea what it was supposed to be. I feel that scatteredness coming in, and I know when it's time to ask for help. Um, so I made it clear to a couple of my colleagues that I needed some support, reaching out to a couple of clients. They were fantastic and amazing. And next month, I know several of them are going on vacation, so when they do that, I'll have their backs, um, you know, when they go through that. But, um, you know, also in my personal life, I had to coordinate to make sure um, that all of my animals were going to be taken care of and things like that. So there was a lot to coordinate. And uh, there was an event that I was going to be coordinating for this convention. And uh, it was a, it was gonna it's gonna be at a restaurant, and I ended up reaching out to a friend, and I said, "Hey, listen, if you coordinate with the restaurant, I'll get all the information out to the different people that are going to be there." And that person said, "Okay," and and communicated with the restaurant, and I did the rest. And not having to make that restaurant phone call and and go back and forth with the manager about getting everything set up was a huge lift off my shoulders. So I'm really lucky that I have colleagues and friends and family that help me manage all of the different responsibilities that I have. And I'm here for them when life happens, and they're here for me when life happens. Wow. Life happened for me during March and April. And so when I'm really busy trying to get things done, I actually agreed to, I accepted four invitations during the month of March. So I was traveling. I traveled 21 days out of 31. and But I still had assignments I had to do, but I... I didn't think things would happen like they did, and so I was uh, feeling quite overwhelmed, but my computer started slowing down and not uh, getting things up, but freeze up, and I was starting over again. I said, well, this thing is about to go out, evidently. So I started making sure I had things backed up and all, but uh, little by little, I still brought it out of town with me, but I started using my little notebook I, I tell people I have to have a backup to the backup. When they come to my house, they say, why do you have all this equipment, this, all this technology? Well, I have to have a backup to the backup because I never know what's going to happen. So, and I had a brand new computer one day trying to help a friend. I, I'm getting off track a little bit, but it just connects. Um, this guy came over for us to plan his convention schedule, his first time coming to a convention. So I had the, the 
uh, program up and everything ready to go. All of a sudden, a brand new computer that time froze up, had never done it before within the two weeks I had it, but I automatically had it opened up on another, doc, on another computer just in case something would happen. So he said, well, what are we going to do? I said, we're just going to move to the next computer. But uh, sometimes it's not that simple, like in March and April, some of the things I was dealing with. But I actually went back to a computer when I needed to get some things done, and my computer would not work, and I didn't get my new computer until it took two months, really. Uh, I didn't get it until April the 30th when I needed it March the 1st, really. But uh, so I had to do something. All of our uh, DKM, DKM committee work was needing to be done. We were about to go into interviews and, and making plans for receptions and all of that. And I'm wondering, nobody knew at first, what am I, I going to do? How will I be able to do all of this? So I went back to a computer that I had not used in 10 years. It actually wasn't working before, but I said a good prayer, and it started working. And I'm telling you, I used that thing, but I was typing on it because it was the only computer I could go to with Microsoft Word and at that time. But I would uh, type on it and logged into an email address on it that I could not log in before, but it worked this time because I needed it to, and uh, was sending things from one computer to another. Then I would send it from that computer, from that actual email I wanted to leave from. And so, uh, but after a while, and people would never have known all the things that were going on, but my committee really came to my rescue. I knew who to go to. I knew when to contact mail when there was some technical stuff going on with even people trying to get access to some recordings that we have from our interviews. And, and uh, one guy left our committee right before this time, and he, we, he would be the one to normally just jump in and handle all of that. Well, I had to call Mel, and anybody who I could call Kelly Gask, anybody that I knew that would know how to tackle this without uh, taking more time for me, because sometimes you can get it done, but it may take five hours when they could do it in two. So I asked for help, and I got help through that process. It really did minimize my stress, but nobody, I'm at home saying, nobody will ever know all I went through in March and <laughs> April. But I was, because I was determined to get it done regardless. And that's why we have to have our, once you make a commitment, be determined to keep that commitment. And you, you might think one computer is out, so you can't get it done. Well, you just have to tell everybody you can't get it done. I'm always looking for alternatives. So and I think ahead about what can I do if this or that happens. And there's always somebody I might even have to call and ask, could you do this or that? That's, that, that's really helpful when somebody's just there to get things done for you when you need it. So life happens and technology happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any questions about life? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is 42. <laughs> yes. <laughs> any questions in general? We can open up for the next about 10 minutes for just any, anything about your ducks and keeping them in a row. <laughs> One thing that I find that really helps me when I've got, a, like this convention, for example, a lot of things that have to get done and I feel like I'm, I'm a whole beach and I'm each grain of sand and I can't pull any kind of structure together. Um, I will sit down and just start writing one thing at a time. It doesn't matter what it's about, but any each grain of sand that I think of, I write it down, and eventually, 
I've got a to-do list that I find, oh, this organizes. There are five different categories here, and I can, you know, it, it really helps me. Um, because if I'm looking for a structure before I have written down all the tiny pieces, I don't necessarily find it, but once the pieces are in place, I can, I can do it, just in case that's helpful. I, I definitely agree. I always feel a huge lift off my shoulders when I make a to-do list. And now I know, all right, it's in writing. I'm not going to forget any of it. And now I start slowly picking away at it to the best of my ability. So thanks for that. A, a very specific question. What Can you tell me about what 2020 pens are? They're Sharpies that don't smell. <laughs> so they're a very thick black pen it depends well I mean it's gonna depend on your paper but yeah I mean yeah I mean I guess I get a little bleed through on like normal copy paper but I also don't write very hard um, oh and somebody has a comment yeah here I think the most important differentiation between pens is as you're pointing out a sharpie will bleed through paper pens that specifically say no bleed will not bleed through paper which only matters if you're going to need to use both sides of the paper so that's that's the difference and unfortunately 2020 was an actual brand name that's out of I know this because I'm coming out with my own no bleed pen soon um, but <laughs> but that that's the difference is you, if you're going to use both sides of the paper make sure it says no bleed and this is why I surround myself with smart people. <clears throat> um, so I'm just going to go back one. Uh, my name is Murray from Amerability in Spokane, Washington. Um, I uh, want to second what you said, Kevin, around blocking out time. And I think blocking out time is really important because unless you block out time and give that time for yourself, you, you can't, it's kind of all over the place. The other thing is eat your frog. The hardest thing in the day do first, and everything else will be a lot less stressful for you. And if you're doing multiple things, like on multiple committees, try and color code your calendars if you use and sync calendars. Uh, so then you can kind of get a better understanding about it, where you are and what you're doing in different spaces. Thank you for talking about your frog. <laughs> uh, if you guys have not heard, there is a book called, was it How to Eat Your Frog? Eat Your Frog. I, and it's all about <laughs> ribbit. <laughs> it is all about doing that thing you don't want to do first. Cause get out, get over it. Get just get it off your plate. Uh, eat how to eat your frog or eat your frog. Um, I also want to say don't forget our a ladies and echoes and all those things because I find them super useful. Because I can't always count on, you know, being on the computer or having my text open or whatever. So, having these devices that can just like call out, "Hey, you've got a meeting in 15 minutes," <laughs> really helps me to stay stay on track. You know, I'm super glad you said that. So I don't use a lady, but I have like seven alarms on my phone and I have an ACB alarm and I set it for five minutes before my next meeting and I have a work meeting alarm and I set it for five minutes before my work meeting because I will get tunnel vision and go, oh, 
Oops. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I have all kinds of alarms. My husband thinks my phone's alive, but. <laughs> Hi, this is wonderful. I hope I can get this again on podcast. Um, but I'm just thinking, and maybe it doesn't even bear speaking of, but maybe especially for us perfectionists, don't spend a lot of mental bandwidth on what really isn't worthy of that space. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you do your best, and you got to know that things are important, but you're going to make a mistake, and there's a time to apologize, there is a time to redo, and there's a, just a time to say, it's okay, hopefully, <laughs> and I'll use a small example of the other day, and it's not even quite the same thing, but you'll still get the, the point that I had a last-minute wardrobe malfunction as I'm stepping out the door, so right in the doorway, I take my shirt off, I throw it back on, and I keep it moving, good, right? Well, at night, when I went to take my clothes off to get ready for bed, I say I had my shirt on inside out. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was in such a rush, and you see the tags hanging out, it's like, oh boy, and then you're reviewing all the people you were with and what you did that day, and it's like, you know what? So what? <laughs> you know, so it's just, and that's just like a small example, but just don't let things that don't deserve the bandwidth in your head take up that space, because you need it for too many other things. <laughs> yeah. Tags out, new fashion statement. Just own it. Walk that catwalk. Oh, see? Yes! The other thing, uh, um, the young lady over here who mentioned about writing everything down, brain dump. Mm -hmm. Don't stress your, if you can't sleep at night because your wheels are turning, just get it on paper and go to bed. Deal with it tomorrow because, right, stress, stress causes, you know, it snowballs. It causes everything to just go uh, awry. We'll just say awry. <laughs> um, I think we've got a few more minutes. Any other questions or comments? Um, something I did, and I cannot tell you how I did it. I don't think I could ever do it again. But I looked up directions. I synced my phone, iPhone calendar, my Google calendar, and there's some other calendars. Oh, the Lady A calendar. And so if I put something on a calendar anywhere, and I've got Lady A's in various rooms of the house, mm. I can always say schedule blip at this date and time, and it gets there, and it's on all the calendars, and it's a miracle. So there are ways to do it. I, I you know, <laughs> look them up, and good luck, but you can. Hey, Michael, so I'm going to yeah. put you on the spot. Since you're back, do you have oh. anything to add? I mean, you tell me to talk and I'll talk. Talk. So, so yeah, yeah, and you know, there's a there's a block people's number. I'd never do that to you, Mel. But that's that's something to actually bring up. You know, is uh, I like the I like the take out the mental bandwidth, the things that you don't need to spend time on, and and block those out if you need to. So if uh, Mel becomes overwhelming and gives me a thousand things to do, I can just block her. Uh, but the other thing is is you know. Never. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, you'll get my wife's phone number, and then you'll go through her to get all of me. Um, the barrier of entry to get stuff into your calendar or into your to-do list, that's something that I think if, if you think about the theme of the tools that I like, I'm all about natural language input. I don't want to have to go fiddle with sliders to pick a date. I don't want to have to, to double tap and, and dictate a, a number and actually put it in the proper format. I simply want to say, finish the website Wednesday. That way it shows up on my to-do list on Wednesday so I know, hey, this is something I have to get done today. And being able to prioritize that is awesome and, and lower that barrier of entry. With the smart speaker world we live in, um, I'm not married to any smart speaker. I have a lady in our house. None of us use it. We have Google. All of us use it. And then we have HomePods, which is Siri. And, well, when you use it, it just doesn't work most of the time. But the fact is, is it, all of those will let me add information information to the system that I use. And then I'll, I'll wrap it up with, I love Fantastical uh, for my calendar app. I love Todoist for my to-do list app, but I realized sometimes I don't look at Todoist. I, I am sometimes bad about that, even though all of the things that I have are in Todoist. Um, and sometimes I'll forget to check things off. But when you have something that you need to take care of. For me, that means I need to put that in my Apple reminders because it will be persistent until I've actually marked it off. All right, so I'm gonna pass the mic one more time um, for some closing comments and then some door prizes. Um, so my question to all three of you is if you could tell anyone anything about your experience in the keeping your ducks in a row world, what would you say? So, can I say two things, Melanie? Is that allowed? No. Oh, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I should just, I should have just went for it. Uh, so, I'm gonna say two things anyway. So, I'm a rebel. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the first thing I would say is, uh, I, I wanna give us some practical advice and some more uh, um, some more kind of emotional advice. So the practical advice I would give is if you're trying to do a new um, organization system, let's say you're trying Google Calendar for the first time or Fantastical or Todoist or you're, uh, you're trying to use your uh, Braille uh, word processor more, whatever you're trying to do to help get yourself more organized, start with one thing at a time. You know, don't, don't do a bunch of new systems all at once. Start with one thing at a time and use it for at least one week before you say, oh, no, this isn't working for me. Because the first two or three days are not going to feel natural. Um, so I would say try to use it for a week before you say, all right, this isn't working. I'm going to try a different calendar system. Um, because you need that week to see, to make sure that you're checking it and to really see what it feels like and really see if it's helping you. So that would be my uh, piece of practical advice. Uh, my piece of emotional advice would be, uh, and we've said this all throughout the session today, so it's a bit of a repeat, but go easy on yourself. None of us are perfect. And you know, getting getting the ducks in a row and keeping them there. I mean, these ducks are they're they're unruly. They they just they go all over the place. So you know, it it takes time. We're only human, and uh, you know, lean on your supports. They're there for you, just like you're there for them. And I wish you all the best. And I genuinely love talking about organizing. So reach out anytime. <laughs> OK, 
Okay, I have a few words I'll share. Uh, first thing I'm thinking is about taking time. Take time to think. Think about your day, think about your week ahead of time, and don't become overwhelmed by it, but at least you have a picture in your mind about how your week could look. And then that can help you to even think about some notes that you need to make in order to accomplish those things that you thought of that may have been meaningful as they came up to you. So other than that, I think it's so important that we all take some time to learn and grow. So even though we feel like we've been doing something uh, well as far as organizing, we still can grow and, uh, and learn from even things that we make mistakes with. So I like to plan some personal development time. So I encourage everybody to think about that. Anything area in your life you want to grow in, take and designate some personal development time for yourself and do some, do some activity that will help you to achieve the goals you want to achieve. Just say no. That's my thing. When people ask you to do something, just say no. But we all know that we're not going to do that. So when you don't just say no, realize, hey, I can do this. And if you need to break it down into different tasks that need to be completed in a project, then do it. And as that has already been said, don't be too hard on yourself. Uh, you, you can make it through. And what you need to do, you'll figure out. And I uh, will be remiss if I don't say delegate. So if you don't say no, delegate. I'm going to get my D.A.R.E. t-shirt out. <laughs> Child of the 80s. <laughs> so um, I want to thank all three of our panelists for all of their nuggets. Um, I want to thank all of you guys for being here. Um, this will be podcasted, so whenever the convention podcasts come out, feel free to reference it. Shameless plug, uh, Michael has another task. <clears throat> Just kidding. Um, but Michael and I are going to put up a page on NextGen's... So not kidding. <clears throat> hey, he taught... See, that's the other thing. Michael can't do it, so he taught me how to make a page on yeah. the website. <laughs> so we're going to add a resource page. It'll be after convention with... Um, the, the apps that we've talked about, some of that information, because it's a lot, right? Convention's a lot of information. So keep an eye on that towards maybe the end of July. Let us get home and sleep. Uh, <laughs> um, but use that podcast as a resource. Um, and then it's acbnextgeneration.org. Um, and we'll have a resources on there for you to reference, too. And then last but not least... Um, Everybody that gives a donation to NextGen in their convention program um, registration gets entered into door prizes. So we have two of them. Are they ducks? Um, oh, my God. Well, ask. I should have got, got ducks. Michael. Okay, one of them's from AT, guys. So I'm going to need to talk to somebody over there. Acceptable ducks. Yes. <laughs> 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 So from AT, guys, we have a light detector. Oh, cool. Um, and our winner for that is, I'm going to, and I always butcher her name. I'm so sorry. Um, Megan, is it Meeks? Meeks? Me yeah, okay. Anyway, we will get in touch with her. <laughs> um, and then way around, donated a way around tag bundle to keep our ducks in a row. Um, and that is going to Miss Danielle Stevens. And I don't know if she's here either. That's okay. Um, so, shameless plug, if you register and donate to NextGen next year, you'll get indoor prizes, too. Okay. <laughs> very seriously, thank you guys for spending part of your Sunday with us. Um, thank you very much. 
Oh, that's true. This whole panel are Next Gen members. Oh, see, y'all need to come to Next Gen. Next Gen rocks. <laughs> Seriously, thank you guys for being here. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Happy conventioning.